Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've been talking a lot lately about how we are likely headed for a recession, if not an economic depression. But the question I always hear from viewers is, okay, George, I get it, but what do I do about it? How do I protect myself? Or maybe even better, how do I actually thrive as a result of these economic hard times that are coming our way? Well, I was listening to a podcast today for my good friend, Rick Rule, and he went over some fantastic strategies. Let's get right into that interview and check this out. This is from Rick Rule. We're going to play about a minute or two, and then I'm going to make some comments. We're going to play another minute. I'm going to make some comments, but this is just pure gold, guys. So get out the pencil and pad and start taking notes. We're willing to take that risk, perhaps not understanding that they were taking a risk. If you have a circumstance where there's a flight to quality, in the debt market and there are higher interest rates precisely the set of circumstances i think we're seeing right now many bad things happen the borrowers who were able to fund their businesses uh, at low interest rates relative to the risk may not be able to refinance at interest rates that they could afford uh, Certainly, the institutions that were able to afford that credit will be less willing to uh, uh, forward that credit when they need to shore up their own balance sheets, too. Okay. So what he's describing right now is this problem in the banking system. And I think he's talking specifically about commercial real estate. And then he's going to go on to talk about how this is going to present huge opportunities. And it's this whole dynamic because he really sees the opportunity in these ETFs that are very liquid, but the underlying asset is very illiquid. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to give away the, the ending here. So we'll go ahead and save that for the end of this video. But what he's talking about right here is simply the fact that these uh, you know these assets that the value of the asset, is highly determined on the going interest rate or the interest rate on the 10-year, the risk-free rate, let's say. And so that cap rate goes up, the value goes down, and therefore they need to borrow, they need to roll over this debt. And then they need to go back to that bank, which gave them the debt in the first place. But they're doing this at a time when those balance sheets are being shored up by those banks because they're going through a crisis like Stupid Valley Bank or Signature. Or credit suites, etc. But the majority of that lending is coming from those regional banks that are so stressed right now. So you got to put yourself in the position of a building owner. And we've talked about that on this channel quite often, where you've you got this loan at 3%. So you're like, okay, well, I'm barely making it right now because my occupancy is down, my vacancy is up, my revenue is down, and therefore I'm really getting squeezed but I'm barely making it right now as long as my debt service payment monthly is only X. And X is assuming like a 3% interest rate. But if we go X plus Y, meaning 3% plus 4%, <laughs> which, is why, which is where they might have to roll it over, then now all of a sudden they're cash flow negative in a big, big way. And if they're cash flow negative, then what does that do to the value of the property? Which, by the way, is a huge, uh, well, it's not an asset on the bank's balance sheet, but they're a lien holder. That's collateral 
for a lot of the loans that are assets on their balance sheet. So his point is that that building owner goes back to the bank and says, hey, I know interest rates are up, but I still need to refi this just to buy some time. So what are you going to hit me at? You're going to hit me at six, seven, eight percent. And the bank says, uh, actually, no, we can't give you a loan at any interest rate because we are tightening our belt and we're in trouble. We're trying not to go bust. So the last thing we can do is lend you money on a dead asset. And this creates this, this perfect storm. But in this perfect storm is going to create perfect, if you will, opportunities. And this dynamic playing out through the entire economy, creating this recession and creating a liquidity crunch is what presents this interesting idea that he's going to discuss for making these huge profits when it comes to illiquid assets that are packaged up into a very liquid ETF. So let's get into that. The thing that truly scares me isn't in banking, it's in the ETF world. There were a couple trillion dollars worth of high yield ETFs sold to retail customers who were chasing yield. Now those ETFs are extremely liquid. You can buy and sell 50, 60 million dollars worth with the stroke of a mouse without changing anything. The difficulty is that the underlying assets that they own, the junk bonds that they own, can be highly illiquid. And if we have a circumstance where Joe Blow consumer gets afraid of credit quality and goes to sell his ETF, he does so in mass. Remember that the ETFs need to sell the underlying assets to fund redemptions. So what happens is if you have a couple billion dollars of redemptions coming in someday, the portfolio manager goes to sell his assets, which are illiquid, to fund liquidity needs. Right. We call that circumstance an owl bond. An owl bond is a bond that's so illiquid that when you call your broker and say sell, your broker says, to who? <laughs> and the circumstance where there are billions or tens of billions of dollars of redemptions, and there isn't tens of billions of dollars in liquidity in the underlying asset, scares the hell out of me. Now, I intend to be a beneficiary. Uh, many of those bonds were probably issued by community banks, were probably issued by mining companies, were probably issued by timber companies, probably issued by oil and gas companies, and I'm going to build myself a shopping list. So that if the circumstance comes up that these ETFs and banks have to sell these bonds, not knowing anything about the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'll be able to buy them for 20 cents on the dollar, 30 Boom. There you go. That, that is pure gold. And that is just straight intel from the ultimate OG in the game right now, Rick Rule. And I want to give a huge shout out to the interview. Uh, this was Palisades Gold Radio. And that's where you can find this. It's on a podcast. It's on their YouTube channel. This came out two weeks ago. So I'd strongly suggest checking out the entire interview. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession? Maybe even worse. Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them, it's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, 
you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of -of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. Just in case you didn't catch that all, let me explain it to you here. So the ETF has all of these underlying assets. So what happens is you give a billion dollars to the ETF. The ETF takes that billion dollars and they buy whatever the underlying asset is. So that would be maybe the the S&P 500. That would be, let's say it's an ETF on farmland. They would go out and buy that, that farmland. That's the example I always use for my whiteboard videos because everyone knows that's very illiquid. You might have a piece of farmland that's worth... You know, $10 million or whatever, but it's not like you can sell that tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's going to take you a year to sell the thing uh, to get your price. It's not like it's worth less. It's just there's not much liquidity. There's not many buyers out there. So what happens, though, if you have that farmland ETF, and that actually might not be too bad, but I'm just using that as an extremely illiquid example. What he's talking about is high-yield corporate debt So you've got this ETF that buys all of these corporate bonds, but in a very difficult situation, like an economic recession or some sort of black swan event, there isn't going to be a bid. I mean, like the Cervasa sickness is a perfect example of that, where there there just goes no bid in the market. Like nobody wants these bonds. You can't sell them at any price. So what happens in that type of environment, let's go back to the farmland ETF, where let's say the whole ETF is uh, $10 billion. And you get a billion dollars worth of redemptions because the average Joe and Jane that's an investor in this ETF is looking at what's happening to Silicon Valley Bank, to Credit Suisse, they're looking at the yield curve, they're looking at Signature Bank, they're looking at whatever blowups we have in the next two or three months, they're looking at the Fed maybe pausing, maybe they actually do pause, and now the Fed's talking about recession, and they're like, whoa, 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 time out here. I need to go ahead and play things smart. I need to be prudent. I need to be conservative. I need to get into cash. So I'm going to sell these the, the shares that I own in this ETF. So if a lot of investors do that, let's say a billion dollars in redemptions, what does the ETF have to do? Well, they don't have a billion dollars sitting around. I'm sure they've got some sort of uh, cash on the sidelines for these redemptions, but it ain't 10% of their whole fund, for heaven's sakes. So what they would have to do is they would have to sell the underlying asset or some of those assets they owned to get this billion dollars that these investors are demanding. And so they'd have to say, okay, we've got, let's say 10 pieces of farmland 
and each one is worth a billion dollars. Let's go ahead and sell one, and that will give us the billion dollars we need to pay back the investors. So they go that out to market, no bid, no bid, no bid. What do they have to do to the price? They have to drop it from a billion, 900, 800, 500, till the price comes all the way down to where someone is out there is like, yeah, I'll take it at that price any day. So they end up selling that billion dollar asset for let's say $100 million. So what Rick is saying is he's setting up a watch list right now. Something I talk about doing on this channel constantly, constantly, constantly. You got to set up a watch list. So when those ETFs have to fire sell those underlying assets, Rick Rule is going to be there with a big grin on his face, just kind of rubbing his palms together <laughs> like Mr. Burns, right? <laughs> and he's going to, and he's going to have the liquidity. So when the price goes to a billion dollars down to a hundred million, Rick is going to be like, there you go, buddy, 100 million. And then he's just going to ride it out with that farmland on his balance sheet. And in a year's time or whatever, it's going to go right back up to a billion dollars. And he just had a thousand percent return, you know, whatever the return is. And so this, you might not be able to do that to the level that Rick is going to do it, but it's all about the concept. That's what you can do. So look for these types of ETFs that have an, an asset that's that's very illiquid and start setting up that watch list. So if we get these big redemptions and they have to fire sell, maybe it's corporate debt. Maybe it's corporate debt in, uh, you know, Rick actually listed a bunch of banks that were like really solid, like rock solid. Maybe there's an ETF that owns the underlying bonds of those of the regionals in general or these specific banks and maybe the regional generals or because of the, uh, the concern with the regional banks, I'm just giving you an example. Then the whole ETF goes no bid or they get all these redemptions. They can't sell that. And that's when you buy the underlying bonds of those specific banks that you know are really in good shape because you did your due diligence. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, he talked about doing that this with timber. I have no idea how you'd do that. But uh, it's something that you need to look into right now. Start researching it so you can be prepared to pull the trigger when we do have these type of panic situations. It goes back to what my favorite investor, Jim Rogers, says all the time. He not only says buy cheap, sell exp or excuse me, buy cheap, sell expensive, or buy low, sell high. He also says buy panic and sell hysteria. And if you've been watching my videos, if you agree with what I'm saying, if you agree with the yield curve, the good news and the bad news is that there's going to be a lot of panic. So you got two choices. You can just sit back and watch it all happen, or you can be uneducated and be a, a victim. I guess you got three choices. Or you can sit there, understand that it's going to happen. You can be cognizant of it. You can open your eyes and you can say, hey, this sucks, but it is what it is. So if I have to live through a recession or depression, I'm going to go ahead and make the most of it. That's exactly what Rick Rule's doing. That's exactly what I'm going to try to do. And that's exactly what I suggest you guys do as well. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. Make sure you go to rebelcapitalslive.com and get your tickets to the next incredible conference. Speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Jeff Snyder, Brent Johnson, just to name a few. Get those tickets at rebelcapitalslive.com. Guys, as always, enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you're standing up for freedom, liberty, 
think I already said that. We'll see you in the next video. <laughs>